Turn with me to Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. Hebrews 12 and 1. Wherefore, seeing we are also compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before Him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Verse 1 is where I really want to focus. I felt I needed to read verse 2 since there's a comma at the end of verse 1. I want to complete the thought, you know. But let's look in verse 1 where it says, Let us lay aside every weight... Which I'm sorry, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us. Y'all know what beset means? Let me read you a definition. It means to surround, to enclose, to hem in, to besiege, as we are beset with enemies. A city is beset with troops. And it also means to press on all sides so as to perplex, to entangle, so as to render escape difficult or impossible. So it says to lay aside every weight and that sin which so easily besets us. So as I was thinking about that, that, that phrase, being beset with sin or being surrounded by sin, you know, I have to think about my own life. That's... Everything I do in the ministry, I try my best to relate it to myself and how I feel about that. I always have to ask myself the tough questions. So I think about my life and I look and I see that there's times that I live victoriously for God. Man, just fired up, moving forward. Ain't can't nothing stop me. And then all of a sudden, for whatever reason... I don't know. Just stupidity, I guess. I will let down my guard. Now, listen, okay? I'll let my guard down for just a little bit. And all of a sudden, I find myself caught up in sin. And you know, this ain't always a new sin every time. A lot of times, it's sin that I've dealt with over and over in my life, right? Because let's face it, we all have certain weaknesses. We all have certain faults and things that, that Satan uses to attack us with, right? And it's different for everybody. So I begin to think about that phrase, that sin that so easily besets us. Why is it that there's always sin lurking? It's like it's just around us, all over the place. And it, when see, we take up that that armor of God that He tells us about in Ephesians chapter six. We pick up that shield of faith, put on that helmet of salvation. Y'all know y'all know what I'm talking about. We do that, and and we walk victoriously, right? Sin can't touch us, man. 
like water off a duck's back. Just rolls right off. Can't, you can't hold me down, Satan. I am empowered by the Holy Ghost. Right? Right? Y'all ever felt like that? Oh, you can't touch me, Satan. Uh-uh. Victorious. That's what I am. I'm free. You can't hold me down. I'm free. And then all of a sudden, I find myself entangled in it again. And I say, how in the world did I get here when just yesterday I was walking victorious? But here I am. Now, y'all don't look at me like I'm crazy. I know I'm not the only one sitting here today that sins. I know I'm not the only sinner. But we find ourselves like that, don't we? That sin, it's like it's like Satan is just sitting there watching and waiting. I know at any point in time he's going to let his guard down, and I'm going to tempt him with something. I'm going somewhere, y'all. Hang on. I'm waiting on God right now. You see, I already preached this whole thing out last night in about ten minutes, and. Hope I didn't get rid of it all. I know it's there. I know God's got something for you today. And I was I was thinking about this. I began to think about how I find myself in those situations, and then how sometimes if I if I don't immediately turn back to God and say, "Oh God, forgive me." See, I've had times like that. I've had times that I'm walking victoriously, and I get a little bit, I don't know, I get in the flesh a little bit, and all of a sudden I've done something I shouldn't have done, and immediately, because I have been walking in the Spirit, I have been reading the Word, I have been praying, I'm strong, I turn to God and say, God, forgive me. And you know what? I don't feel like I've missed a beat. I feel like I just carry on, and I'm still walking victoriously. But... If I sit there and I wallow in that sin. Now y'all listen. This is something I had to learn and struggle with. You sit there and wallow in that sin. And you begin to think, you know what? There ain't nothing I can do about it. Satan is just, he's there all the time. And you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm human and God understands that. He knows I'm going to sin. So I want to tell you all something today. You don't have to sin. You don't have to. But we all do. But see, if you sit and wallow in that sin, you get entangled by it. I'm going to share another verse with you in a minute. You get entangled by it. And you know what happens then? You begin to distance yourself from God. You begin to lose that victory that you've been walking in. You begin to lose the strength and the power that you have because you sit in sin. And you know what? It's a whole lot harder to come back to God then. Because now there's this distance between you. Whatever distance you travel away from Him, you've got to travel back to Him, right? It takes time, it takes prayer, it takes, it takes separating yourself sometimes. In Galatians 5 and 1, <clears throat> says, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free. I'm going to give you all a little pearl of wisdom here in a minute. 
I know, I'm only 35. Some of y'all are much older than I am, a whole lot wiser than I am. And this may not be nothing new to you, but I'm going to give it to you anyway. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. You know what I, I learned from God and from my own mistakes? You know, you, you can become addicted to certain things. Certain sins, things that you shouldn't have in your life. And you know, God has the power to deliver you of that. But you know what I found out? You have to walk in deliverance. Let me explain that. You see, and I'm going to use something, I'm not picking on anybody here, okay? If you have this problem, I'm not trying to offend you in any way. I'm using this as an example because this is one thing I do not ever have a problem with, never have, and that's alcohol. I've never taken a single drink. I'm not here boasting. I want to clarify to you that that's just not a problem for me. It never has been. But let's say I was an alcoholic, okay? And I prayed and I said, God, deliver me from alcohol. It has me in bondage. Deliver me from it. Do you know God has the power to do that? How many of y'all here today believe God has that kind of power? Now, let's say I receive my deliverance. Let's say I really no longer have a desire for alcohol because God has healed me and delivered me from that. Would it make a lot of sense to keep alcohol in my house? Would it make a lot of sense to go spend time with my old drinking buddies? You know what's going to happen? Eventually, I'm going to succumb to that sin again. You see, that's what I mean by you have to walk in your deliverance. You have to separate yourself from whatever it was that leads you into that temptation. Whatever it is that when you see an opportunity, you say, you know what, if I do that, I'm going to be tempted. So let's not do that. See, that's what he's talking about when he says, that sin that so easily besets you, surrounds you. This ain't just any sin. So I guarantee you, Brother Larry, don't have the same problems, temptations, and things that I have. But I guarantee you, Brother Larry has a sin that can easily surround him if he's not on watch. I guarantee you, Keith sitting back there has one. Sam, Jerry, everybody's got one. At least one. See, you've got to stay on guard. You think Satan doesn't want to tear you down? You think Satan ain't watching? He ain't looking for an opportunity to attack you in some way? You think by any stretch of the imagination that you're just going to coast through life without ever having to fight another battle? No. See, that sin is always lurking. It's always right there at the door waiting on you to let it in. And I find myself sometimes putting myself in a situation where temptation is right there. You know what I have to do is I have to step back and say, Kevin, why are you even putting yourself in that situation? Why are you allowing yourself to be tempted? 
See, God doesn't tempt me. God does not tempt me with things like that. God does not want me to be tested in an area that I might be tempted like that. You understand? Now, let me be clear about what I'm saying. I'm not telling you God does not test you. But God is not going to put you in a place where you will sin. If it's a if it's a place that a sin that can easily surround you and entangle you, he's not going to put you there. If it comes to a point that he needs to test you in something, the word says that he will test you only to a point which you can bear it without providing a way of escape. You see, there's always a way of escape. For me, that way of escape is not putting myself in that position a lot of times. So why am I hammering on y'all about this today? Well, I'm going to tell you. A big problem with the church today is sin in the church. You see, we can't be the people we need to be when our lives are covered up with sin. We can't be the testimony to people that we need to be when we're entangled and entrapped. When we allow sin to sin, listen, I know you're going to sin. I know you are. You can't live in this life for very long and not fail somehow. But do you know that you can do many things to limit your exposure? You can do a whole lot of things to remove the the temptations and the opportunities for sin out of your life? Do you know you don't have to subject yourself to that kind of a trial? If you don't want to, you can say, no, you know what? I know I have a weakness and I'm not going to put myself through that. See, that's wisdom. You know what wisdom is? It's not the same as knowledge. See, knowledge is facts and figures. Wisdom is being able to see a situation and understand, I don't need to do that when I, when I know I might be tempted to. See, I don't know for sure that I would sin, but I have enough common sense to know that if I subject myself to a temptation, there's a possibility I might. Now, I'm not trying to get too personal with you all today. I know most people don't like to talk about sin in their life. But I'm going to tell you another little pearl of wisdom I know. Something I've learned through hard experiences that I don't want to go through again. And I would just be absolutely embarrassed and mortified if I were to have to divulge those to you today. But I want to tell you something. Sin does not have any power over you when you bring it into light. Do you know what happens when you turn a light on in a dark room? Darkness flees. Right? It vanishes. So, if you have sin in your life today, look, I know this ain't no jumping and shouting kind of sermon. I want you to be examining yourself today now. Because see, if you want to work for God, how many of y'all want to serve God in any capacity? I'm not trying to drag you down here and commit you to something today. How many of you want to serve God in any capacity today? I want to serve God. 
I want to do His bidding. What He wants me to do, that's what I want to do, man. But you know what? When I've got sin in my life, you know what it does? And I want you to understand this on a deep personal level. It ruins... I'm talking about hidden secret sin. Okay, we all know the sin that's out there in the open ruins your testimony. Everybody knows that. Any Christian that comes to church knows that and they say, no, I ain't going to have none of that. Everybody needs to see me as a Christian, right? I'm talking about that sin that you know right now. All I had to do is say the word and it comes to your mind. That sin that you keep buried deep down inside that your wife may not even know about. The stuff that you, those skeletons in the closet people always talk about. It has power over you. And let's say it's a sin that you you don't even do anymore. But it's the guilt. Satan uses that. What's he called over in Revelation? The accuser of the brethren. He goes about just accusing you all the time. Yeah, you sorry dog. You, you know what you did. You're not worth nothing. You're worthless. Don't you remember what you did? Remember that time? He reminds you of that stuff, don't he? But I'm going to tell you all a little secret. When you bring that thing out into the open, he just shudders. Man, lost another one. See, when you expose it, when you bring that sin out into the light, darkness flees. No longer does it have power over you. No longer can it surround and entangle you. No longer do you find yourself in a situation where you are fearful that someone's going to find out. Right? See, there's power in that. Look, I ain't going to tell you all. I ain't going to lie to you and tell you it's easy. I ain't going to tell you that there's not consequences. I know what the Word says. The Word says there's consequences for sin. Even if you don't, don't do whatever it was anymore, there's consequences to pay for sin. Some of you men sitting here today, may have some secrets that you don't want your wife to know about. Y'all, those are some of the hardest ones. Fear of losing your marriage. Fear of losing your family. Fear of just destroying the one you love. But I'm going to tell you one thing. When you turn to God, and you look, the Word tells you, come boldly before the throne of grace. You know why it says that? God don't want you to fear Him in that regard. He don't want you to feel out of place when you come into His presence. He wants you to come boldly and say, Father, I have sinned. Will you forgive me? The throne of grace, that's why it's called that. Because He has grace. You don't deserve forgiveness, but He's going to give it to you anyway. When you come to Him and you cleanse yourself and purge it, get it out there in the open to Him first of all, Then you go to the other one and expose that thing. Then there's no fear. They know. It's out in the open. You may have to you may have to spend time in counseling. I don't know. Your wife may just about knock your head off when they find out. I don't know. I don't know what your sin is. I'm telling you though, when you get it out in the open, Satan lost his power. And as long as you have that 
that fear in you that somebody might find out you cannot be a victorious Christian. You cannot reach people for God because that thought is there of somebody finding out your secret and then them saying, you hypocrite. You know, as long as you hang on to that thing, that's a place God can't reach you. As long as you keep that sin in there, God says, you know what, I really can't. I can't use you. Sorry. He will never use you as long as you keep that stuff. Hang on to it. Why do we do that? Why do we hang on to it? What is it that we want to keep? Are we just so afraid we're going to give something up and won't ever have fun again? Won't ever enjoy life because we gave everything to God? Y'all, I'm not here to convict you today. That's not my purpose. And if it did, I'm, I'm sorry. That's not my purpose. My purpose is to build you up. I want you to see that there's hope. You see, I found myself in a place one time just surrounded. Surrounded by sin. And God spoke to me one day and He said, when you bring it into the light, you can, you can have power then. I don't remember exactly how He said it, but I remember Him saying, bring it into the light. See, Satan's not going to want to be in the light. He don't want to be exposed. Because when you expose him, when you expose his hold on you, you know what it does? It shows his weakness. It shows the victory that Jesus has already won. And when we walk in victory, when we give that stuff up that we're trying to hide and hang on to, we give it up and let God wash us clean and make us whole. You know what we can then do? I guarantee you, somebody in the world has the same problem you have. Somebody out there needs to know there's hope. Somebody out there needs to hear you say, man, I know exactly what you're going through. But God can deliver you of it. God can set you free. The price has already been paid. People need hope. Amen? Amen. People need to know there's a way out. Obviously, I couldn't sit down with an alcoholic and, and give them much of a testimony. But I got a few things I could tell somebody. And I know you probably do too. So I, what I want you to walk out of here today remembering and believing is that, number one, God loves you, man. God loves you so much. Y'all know the verse, He sent His only Son. So you don't have to perish. You can have eternal life. And He does not want us to be held down and in bondage. He set us free. We are free. We have to walk in our freedom though. We can't go back and see. You can go tangle yourself back up in sin. It ain't God's responsibility to keep you out of it. Right? We blame the devil a lot, don't we? We blame Him a whole lot. And then we say, God, oh God, why would you let this happen to me? It ain't God's fault. You're the one that entertained the sin in your life. It ain't God's fault that you 
submitted to that temptation and that you chose to keep it in the dark and keep it secret where Satan has his power, it's not his fault. I'm going to read that verse to y'all one more time because I think it's empowering. Galatians 5 and 1 says, Stand fast, therefore... What does it mean, stand fast? It means don't move. You stay right there. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free. And be not... Don't do it again, is what it says. Be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. That's sin. Don't find yourself wrapped up in it again. Stay out of it because he says, stay in the liberty you were given and stay out of the bondage. You can walk back into bondage if you want to. That's not God's purpose for your life. You want to be victorious? You want to serve him in some capacity? You better bring it into the light. Cleanse yourself. Let him begin the healing process. I guarantee you, if you think you're going to have problems with your wife and with your family because of the admittance of this sin, it won't be nothing compared to the problems you'll have ten years from now if you don't do something about it. And see, that's the way sin works. It begins to get a hold on you. It begins to dig in and set roots. And before you know it, you've got ten other problems that stem from that one sin. That's not victorious. That's defeated. I know this don't sound encouraging. I just want you to know that it don't have to be that way. 